following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now the huge one Bill Simonson What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey together. A road show with our longtime affiliate, WHTC. I remember the day when Peter Tans, uh, who's now running the entire operation for Midwest, when we sat down and talked about going on the air in Kalamazoo and Holland, and they've been one of our best affiliates uh, the entire ride. So I like to come out to the Holland area a couple times a year uh, with Hope College. I really value what this university is all about, the coaches, uh, the people connected to it, Alan Babbitt, the longtime uh, relationship, their media relations coordinator. They got the best IT department uh, this side of Microsoft. So basically, east of the Mississippi, nobody's better with IT than Hope College. So thank you to everybody in WHTC and Stefan and Hannah and Dan Evans, who's in the mornings on WHTC stopping out. That's pretty cool. And Peter Sturzma will join me momentarily, one of the greatest coaches the game of football has ever seen. Uh, he turned down Alabama, Auburn to stay here uh, in West Michigan and left East Grand Rapids for Hope College. Uh, one of the greatest decisions should be a movie Someday I'll keep you posted when you can watch it at Celebration Cinema, uh, the Peter story uh, about, kid, you want to come to Alabama, Auburn? Peter said, nah, we're going to hope, and we're going to win. And he is a winner here, 2-1 and one on the season. They had a thrilling win where they held on. Mount St. Joseph out of Ohio was driving late. Peter and his coaches and his players. Peter gave him a speech that will go down in infamy right next to Herb Brooks going, there's two things that can happen. We're going to win or lose. Get out there. It was beautiful, Peter. <laughs> Good how to do, see you. How do I follow that? Hi, right, Billy. How are you? Well, you're telling everybody, and you know, I'm meeting people for the first time. You're like, you know, last time Hugh was here, he ate seven sandwiches in the press box. Seven. I only think he comes out here to do shows because he gets all the food. It's like a buffet. Hi, I'm Dan Evans on the morning buffet on WHTC. Oh my gosh. You just, I'm meeting people for the first time and you're just like, you're like, I pulled my table away. Like there's a, there's some, you know, offense here. I didn't eat seven sandwiches. It was actually six. six. But not. <laughs> Our, our food service loves it. Yeah, you know, they I do. Mean, they, Alan they, Babbitt, they, they, they do everything it. right, awesome. though. Hey, you know, the one thing, I don't care, D3, whatever uh, the numeral is behind it, but they do it right here. Uh, the facilities, the Jim Hearing Athletic Center, I think last time we were here, you just, 
I think it just opened in the yep. spring. You haven't had a season in it yet, and I walked through. That's a D1 locker room. It is. It's unbelievable. It, it, it's it truly a flat is. out a D1 locker room. It is. It is. Yep. Your, your players are walking by 2-1 and one right now, so things are good, right? Yeah, you know, really excited about where we are right now. Obviously, we lost our first game to Aurora, uh, who coached by the great Don Beebe, for those oh, the Buff- former wide receiver. Buffalo the Bills, Bills fans and went to four Super Bowls, I think. Uh, so we they were, uh, you know, they were a top-ranked team in the country. We beat them last year. They ended up eighth in the country and finished in the tournament and uh, they beat us in game one and just really pleased with our guys regrouped and really we put it behind us as fast as we could and and uh, and then beat two solid teams in Loris and then in the past weekend as you mentioned Mount St. Joseph who was a 10-0 team went to the first round of the playoffs a year ago and um, you know just we, we hung on you're right uh, you know we, we went down 14 zip came back in the second quarter and scored 28 unanswered points and then opened up the second half and drove all the way down the field stalled on the drive and then it was a barn burner from there on out but just super proud of the resilience of our guys. So uh, last weekend, uh, if you had an even rank in your own coaching staff's performance and player performance, who had the best player and coaching performance combined on Michigan soil this past weekend? And Peter, you can answer this question. One, would it be Michigan State versus Washington? Two, would it be Bowling Green versus Michigan? Three, would it be the Lions and all of a sudden, Carl Conservative, Dan Campbell, playing for the tie instead of going for the win, or would it be Hope College versus Mount St. Joseph of Ohio? Hope College versus Mount St. Joseph. Here's why I didn't watch any of the other games. You don't watch any football during the season? Billy, I have this job. I'm a head football coach here at Hope College, and so when the Lions game is on, we're in our meetings. You don't allow the team to watch the Lions? Billy, we're in staff meetings. We're in staff meetings. We're working on re- already re- next week reevaluating the game before the day before, and then we're looking at next week of who we play. And so I, I, I can tell you this: I didn't see a snap of the Lions game. Didn't see a snap of it. Didn't see a snap of the others because we play on Saturdays. It's just the life we live, and that's what we do. You're like uh, getting this is like it doesn't matter what the numeral is after the D D one D two D three football. Uh, subdivision, you're, it's a uh, 20 hours a day, seven days a week during the season. Well, and as you know, our players are bound by the same rules that they are at the next level as to how much time you can spend with them in, in you know, during the season. So what, what is it per, well, per so week? So it's like 20 hours a week or whatever it is, but we have, to, and we have to have that day off. Uh, and, and so we give them that day off on the Sunday, but the staff is still working to get uh, preparation going for our next week's game. But one of the things that we've really tried to do is close out that Saturday, learn, Every, every player is great in every single play by our staff. I meet with our, 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 off, our defense coordinator, one, our offensive coordinator, 145, do a staff meeting, and then our staffs break up. They put that game behind us. The next morning, then when our guys come in for our filming and for our lifting, we really, truly try to close that game out, and then the staff is moving on for the next week. And so that's just a cycle. Many, you know, it's, it's in various ways how, how D1, D2, and D3 do it, but most of them are pretty similar because you only have so many hours in the day that you can, you know, that you can be watching the, the films and getting things prepared for your guys' as practices going Yeah, out. so 20 hours with the kids. Coaches right, can watch it, right. the film, yeah. you know, all night, all right. day. So, yeah. all right, well, then I'll, I'll, I'll play another game that you didn't watch the Lions game. I'll give you a scenario, and what would you do okay. if you were head coach of the Lions? So you're down 10. You rally to tie. 65,000 people, including myself, are going crazy. I think uh, the decibel meter was over 120. I never heard anything like it, including the last playoff win with Barry against the Cowboys. 
Lions get a, a good punt return. They throw, throw, get 10, 12. You have timeouts left. I think uh, two at the time. Uh, you decide to let the clock go, and I turn and look at people, and I go, I think he's playing for the tie. This is unbelievable because uh, you're down three now and not throwing to the end zone. And he let the clock wind down to like 30 to have one more play and ran about a six-yard out. It wasn't a check down. It looked like this is where we're going, get to the hash for the kicker. And I'm going, my God, you did not throw to the end zone. You didn't go for the win. You're Dan Campbell, who went for it three times on fourth down in the game, is notorious since he's been there on not being conservative. And he tells everybody after the fact on Monday that, yeah, I was playing for the tie. I felt good about overtime. Well, the one thing, if both teams are getting the ball, I could have seen playing for a tie. But the NFL, unlike any other football on earth, decides that they're going to play a 10-minute quarter and they could still have ties. And they get a coin flip. And if you score a touchdown, it ends the game. I, I, I don't get that. But, you know, it is what it is. got to play by the rules. And he played for overtime. And my argument was right afterwards on a Facebook Live and again on the show – uh, all week long is you put it in the hands of a coin flip. You, you put it in the hands of a coin flip. I, I, I'm sorry. It's the NFL. It's this it's 65,000. I've never seen anything like it where I was at two of my uh, pregame parties. I've nothing. It, it was like Mardi Gras football and you, you're coming off a win 10 day rest. Uh, and you, you don't go at least once to the end zone to say, all right, we tried, but then I, let's get us to it. So you go once to the end zone, they pick it off. <clears throat> now I, we're not, I don't get not, mad. I don't get mad. I don't get mad because you went for the win. That's how I, that's how yeah, I feel. It, but going to the end zone and stretching it on the field, is, that's, that's way, way easier. So you're telling it. me I could flip my feelings and my huge opinions yes. based on how Yes, because here's where, here's where I'll start with this. So now, now you're going Monday's show is, hold on, let, let, let's. Uh, let's do flashback with Peter Sturzma. Monday show then would have been, why in the heck did he throw the ball when he kind of just threw a short pass and got to overtime? Correct. 100%. I wouldn't have done that. Well, but 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 that's what that's what the second guy. Well, head coaches get it's paid uh, correct to get second. So guess. let me start with that. Dan Campbell's a heck of a football coach. I love what he's but done. The grit, all that doesn't I, fit being conservative. Hey, 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 hold on. Let me finish. Okay. I love what he's done in Detroit. I love. I love it too. The, I love all the things that you just said. I love the swagger that he brings. I love the way that city has captivate has been captivated by Dan Campbell, the Detroit Lions. The state. Not I just, will not also just tell city, you the in state. the in the NFL, it is a margin of error that is so small, and they run these scenarios through the analytics and all these things. And I I can't even answer what that last drive looked like because I didn't watch it because I was here preparing our staff trying to get better. Right and trying to trying to figure it out. So all I can, all I can tell you is that they play to win. It is a billion dollar business to win. They're not playing to not win. They're not playing to tie. They're playing to win. Now, okay, yep, you go to overtime. I, there's got to be some analytic out there of how many times the team has scored a touchdown and won the game. It's got to be an analytic on that, right? So perhaps they know that. Perhaps they know that. So what they're also saying is, hey, our defense has to step up. They still have to drive the length of the field and score a touchdown to beat you. There's a – hey, what was the – I mean, at that point, it's 31-31, right? You, you just said – Yeah, it's a shootout. Yeah. And the Lions had come back, uh, you know, from uh, 10 down, right? Right. Yeah. So, so you're, you're banking on them going all the way down the field and scoring – and, yep, it is a coin flip. 
I want to know how many games are won on that on that first drive, which of course ends the overtime. Many are won on. You're like goals. asking me to do live algebra on the Huge Show, right? I refuse to do math <laughs> at all levels, including kindergarten. Yes, I just said their math will never help me. Correct. It won't. So I, I'm, I'm going to be in broadcast. Oh, my kindergartner teacher. I'm pretty it. sure Dan Campbell and his staff had a pretty good pretty good idea where. But that Dan was going. Campbell doesn't seem like the analytical type of guy to me. He's the grit, the big science yeah, on the. Guess building. what? He's got people in his ear telling him, "Hey, this is where we're." Going, this is hey, we've got a minute. Would you left. like to be maybe a fly on the wall and the guy that told him not to play uh, for uh, well, the touchdown? But you, uh, you, you, you live with your decision. But, You're right, the head coach, right? But, right? Hey, yeah. but that doesn't mean he used that information for or against it. He just said that's information. He has a chance to make the decision. And I think why there is some angst because I love Dan Campbell too. It didn't fit his grit, his going for it, uh, wild hair mentality that. There were questions about coaching that we've seen. If there's one negative about Dan Campbell and his staff, have been games in September, slow starts, where you're like, what are they doing? That's why Kansas City was so different. You got the win on the road. Mm -hmm. You come home again, and this was a repeat of Seattle-Detroit a year ago where they were playing soft coverage, 10 yards off the ball the entire game. They never got up. They, 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 They could get no pass rush, and Seattle had both tackles out. They did nothing creative. It, re- it looked really vanilla. I expected 10 days off. I know the, you know Seattle doesn't want to go into after getting beat up by Stafford and the Rams. And, and the creativity and the things weren't there, things I've seen the last two Septembers. And see, I, I thought after Kansas City, and I think a lot of Lions fans did too, that the past was the past. This is the, this is the new frontier. No doubt. Right? But in the NFL, everybody can beat everybody every weekend. I'm convinced. I think Pacino actually said that in any given Sunday. I did. I think now you're stealing Pacino lines no. on the huge show. No, that's not true. I think you could play Pacino. I really, yeah, you could play him in that movie. <laughs> with you the, you with could. A, with a horse voice. <laughs> you, you, I think easily. Easily. You could put the headset on. You could play Pacino in any given Sunday, too. It's, it's just, again, when you watch. What's your worst coach, uh, coaching decision that you regret ever? All right, so we go back to oh, East. There's Grand a lot Rapids of them. High School. Well, I know, well, the show ends at six. Is that, um, <laughs> is that, you always get the last one. That, and Peter Sturzman, by the way, head football coach at Hope College, joining us. We're here with our longtime affiliate, WHTC in Holland, the beautiful Jim Hearing Athletic Center. Uh, D1 schools would love to have a facility like this. So in all your coaching, whether, you know, you started, what, what, what was your first head coaching job? East Grand Rapids, year 2000. What, no, it was just varsity. You never mm-hmm. were head coach yep. at JV? I was a head coach at freshman at Forest Hill Central High School back with Tim McGee and his staff. Okay, yeah, so, so, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. so it's like, uh, so in all your time as a head coach, what's your most regrettable decision that you may still think about every once in a while when you're in your car driving, listening to your favorite songs, or maybe just a peaceful moment where you're like, Man, if I only would have did this, mm-hmm. what would that be? Boy, it's a, that's a hard question because there's so many of them. And you said, give me one. Okay, yeah. uh, we chose to kick a field goal in the second play of overtime against Grand Rapids Christian, and I think it was two playoffs. It was, a, it was a end of the year game, big game, and and we we got the ball in overtime. I think we had them, uh, we held them in over in their in their first four plays. Uh, we got the ball back. Our running back kind of bobbled it, and I said, I don't want to take a risk. And so the ball spotted at about the nine yard line, and 
we decided to kick it and we missed it. They got the ball back and ended up beating us. And and so that would be one of them. But that is kind of similar For where sure. I'm going with what, what Dan, it's great you bring that up because that kind of fits what I'm talking about where you, you, you said the ball's moving, that maybe he's worried about the interception, that, you know, over time the crowd is going to be on the yes. side. It's going to be tough for Seattle to drive because right. they had gotten a couple There's stops a lot, to yep. get back, you know, yep. from 10 down. Yep. And right. see, what you're outlining are variables that go into that decision. I mentioned analytics. That's a variable. You're talking about real-life things that he's thinking of the sidelines. Yeah, but at high school at the time, you said 2000 or whatever it was, right? 2011, I think yeah, it was. 2011, okay. You, you didn't have an analytics board. Nope. No, you didn't. Right. Where now right. they have, they have analytics guys who they can probably come in on the headset. Correct. Right? Correct. They, they but have, it's still a gut feeling. You, you have to make a decision. And remember. Do you, do you think that modern day football relies too much on analytics? I think uh, that's a great question. I think it has its value, but I don't know how much the bigger programs rely on it, so I can't say it's too much, but I think it's a piece of information that as a head coach I would have to decipher through, and I'm – I'm not that smart and intelligent to be able to take all that and process it that fast. I think it has to be little bits and pieces of it. And then you have to say, you know what? I'm paid to make a decision. And you make a decision and you live with the consequences. So if you would have had analytics uh, aboard, let's say, you know, East Grand Rapids, they have their own landing strip and helipad for their football team, for the team jet and helicopters. But uh, if you had your own analytics guy, and he had given you a on your wrist, mm-hmm. you had something you could look up mm-hmm. that said inside the 10 likelihood of me making that field goal high school level because at the time it's going to be a 25 yarder right right about 26 uh and it said 90 percent you would go that's why i did it but but what if it said only 10 percent chance and and so here's the thing i would say it's a piece of information but you you hit it right in the the nail on the head why did i make the decision our running back bobbled the ball and i i may or emotionally maybe said ah i don't want to fumble the ball here let's kick it because it's not that far you know, and so and Dan Campbell could be uh, again. We're playing coaching on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. He could have been just so happy that the sheer fact that they were ten down and they looked dead in the water, and fans started to file out 100%. that they're going to get over hundred percent. Right, and again, more variables that go into that decision than just it's that easy. Because we get the luxury, and you get to do this on Monday, is replay all of those decisions. You know That's what's scary? You know what's really scary right now is I'm live here at the Jim Hearing Athletic Center, uh, just outside the end zone at uh, Hope College with Peter Sturzma that we just had a segment that actually makes sense and we actually <laughs> broke it down. We, we actually brought something to the table. There, I'm going to need a statue right over here that looks like a perfect spot right next to the bike rack. It goes also be a coat rack for people on cold game days here. I, now I, I, I love the back and forth on the because the analytics world, John Vanderwall, the former major leaguer mm-hmm. who comes in studio, mm-hmm. he thinks teams rely too much in baseball and analytics that your gut still should guide your decisions, your gut. Because when you look at some of the great baseball teams you've watched and football teams right. and those coaches, right. they're, they're, they're paid to make good decisions yeah. and have good people around them to help them make it. You know, you're a baseball guy, Billy. You remember when Goose Gossett decided... Uh, by the way, your son is like legendary Robbie. Well, is, <laughs> is he like the Mark McGuire no, of Hope no, College Baseball? No, not at all. But What's remember, his career batting average? I don't know. I hope. You don't remember, know? No, Are you serious? Remember you're, when... You're not, now you're not a numbers guy. You just told me you were a numbers I, guy. I, <laughs> Alan Babbitt, I need to know uh, Robbie Sturzma's career batting. Is he done playing now? No, he's got one more year. Oh my God. Has yeah. he been in college for nine years? No. Uh, this is his fourth. Did you see the Miami uh, Miami tight end is applying for a ninth year 
I, yeah, and college football. I, I, I can't figure Nine it out. Nine years? Let's go back to my baseball example okay. for you. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So, it, it, when San Diego's manager decided to have Goose Goshens pitch to Kirk Gibson, they're running the analytics and that were there. Goose Goose wanted the. He the, said, "I want the ball." Gib, and Gibby hit it, of course, you know, a billion miles and like you over know, the you, roof. Yeah, you know, I mean, like they're, the analytics. They're still. It's still. What do you think's the best analytical number you get? For Hope College football, you guys are two and one. You're off to a good start. You played a heck of a strong schedule, which I think is by design to get you ready for MIAA football, which is awesome. Uh, what, what's an analytic number, category, stat that you lean on during the week or game day that you think is important to help Hope win football games? It's every one of the things that our offensive coordinator, defense coordinator do every week for preparation, and that is what are the tendencies of the opponent? In other words, so 30% if, of the time if, they're, if, they're, right if, they're, if they're right hash, you know, and they're plus, you know, they're in the, in the plus range of the, their, you know, their so side. So you'll call then your defensive yeah, players. What are, what, yeah, are they a boundary team? Are they a field team? It's the tendencies that go in. And there's, you know, there's three, four, sometimes five films that go into that. And so the decision making that you, if you're the defense coordinator, they're in this particular so that's where formation. He has, that's where he has his correct. chart then on game And day. he's saying, I've got, you know, hey, they're 90% run. Guess what? You're going to set up a front that's a run-heavy front. You know, and so those are the decisions. Did anybody ever tell you you know what you're doing when it comes to football? I, I really don't. Okay, you, I just you, wanted to. I, <laughs> that's why I hire really smart I, people. I wanted to be the first. I, Alan told me all the time. I, I hire really smart people. And you well, I, I've really been good telling players. you since we've been coming out here, I think you are building a national uh, football power. I really do. I think the day will come where hope will win a D3 national championship in football because, you know what, the commitment by the school, when you look at other programs, volleyball, number two in the country, you know, women's soccer, golf, go down the list, uh, yeah, everything. They, the, there's a commitment to winning, and I think there's a culture of winning. I think that's big. I don't care what level it is, what high school, what you know, youth league sport uh, you play, a commitment to winning. All right, I'm looking at Robbie Sturzma, if he's listening right now, looking at his career stats. It's 273 average. That's pretty good. Not bad. That's really good. His mom must have really had a good <laughs> thought process on a swing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he's got the family tree going. Okay. Right now. <laughs> so he's he's looking good there. Game, 109 games played. That's a that's a pretty darn good mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. A, and he has yeah. one more year left, right? Yeah, he knows. Is it redshirt or COVID? Or it's probably yeah, COVID year, he, right? He does have an additional year. I don't, I don't know if he'll take it or not. But so he, he could have end up with six. I, I think there was a funny stat. He did lead the. He, he did set a record for hit by pitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the uh, man. That's a, that's a heck of a career. 109 runs scored, and he scored almost a run for every game he's played in. Yeah, that that's a productive baseball player. That's a stat I would look at. Uh, 91 hits, 17 doubles, 67 RBIs, slugging percentage 414, 61 walks, hit by pitch, <laughs> 42 times in his career. What's his name? <laughs> leaner, leaner, lean into it. Sturzma, oh, yeah. you have to be proud, though, man. Look at you for, for what you're doing here at Hope, for you to have your children out here, uh, your kids be a part of it, the family, yeah. the culture, mm-hmm. everything you do when you come out here. You know, Robbie, what he's done and still can do with Hope Baseball, it's good, Peter. You're, you, are, you, you get it at the core, you understand it, and you are intense when it comes to football, but you're passionate more for the people side of your players or families and everybody connected to the game. Well, thanks, Billy. And it is fun to be able to work at a place where your son plays. You know, it is cool. and, and, and you know, this is that when parents have their son or daughter go play college sports, 
even if they have a home game, a lot of times you have to travel to watch their home well, I game. I saw you drive up to yeah. Tullymore when yeah. I was doing the right. to broadcast watch up there, and all of a sudden Peter, because yeah. yeah. Peter usually does this walk out of the woods where I, <laughs> I think there's more Peter Sturzma sightings than uh, Bigfoot uh, around here. Where how how did he get here? Where did he come from? <laughs> I, I thought the parking lot's over here. People say, "Hey, ah, don't. I'm just here watching this guy. Look at that guy. He tell me he's a player. We're gonna get him." Uh, I said, but, but then you can but you're just, watching your son golf for yeah, East Grand yeah, Rapids. Yeah. You and Mitchell your wife are up, up there. there. Yeah, it's fun. It's right here. You run right over and watch hope play here and then you got a chance to meet meet two of our outstanding players and, and we'll talk and, to them later yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and i think that's that's the fun part of the the thing i pinch myself uh, all the time i get to coach unbelievable young people i mean they're 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 really good and i love to brag about it. i love to tell tell you what they're doing and what they want to do later in their life and i love to tell you that so many of our guys are getting jobs because that's what this is about they're going to school to get an education well, you, to tell, get you told job. me about all the weddings you've been invited to from former <laughs> players i think that says a lot about the impact of a coach on players i really high school or college if those coaches are invited to one of the biggest days of your personal life that usually is a sign that that coach meant something to him so how many weddings do you think you've been to between egr and hope kids seriously that you coach give me a ballpark it's it's, i mean it's usually 10 10 a summer you know and 10 a summer and and and, you know and i and i feel badly i can't go to all of them and then there's honestly there's i've been married nine times so you came to nine of my weddings (laughs) and then there's times then you're not invited and whatever it's it doesn't it it really it's not totally judged on that but what it is what i will tell you is i'm very proud of the young men that i've had a chance to be around and and as a young coach i you know, gosh, I wish I could go back and and redo being a young coach and the things that I've learned. What would you redo? I'll tell the final you, thought here before I, we got to get to I'll a tell network you, team. I went to a uh, to a referee uh, banquet at the end of the year uh, with all the officials, the West Michigan officials. Were you invited? I was because one of our players was being okay, recognized. I just wanna, I just but to hear sure. these, to hear the officials talk about what they do on Friday nights and the basketball officials and the camaraderie that they have and the amount they don't get paid anything that basically covers their gas but to hear them talk about how much they enjoy being a part of the community of high school sports i said every young coach should have to come to this banquet and realize you know it will make you think now do i get after officials of course you're you're saying as a young coach you you should go to that you you wouldn't have Gotten after, after the, the officials, officials as much as correct you because I think that, that they're doing they're doing the best that they can and what they see in the activities that are going on. I mean, there's a, those these young kids are running around at a fast pace and to make those decisions that fast and make good calls and solid calls that's hard. And I and I I have learned a lot and I appreciate and I, and you can you can interview all the officials who are like I get after guys. One of the things they've told me is that when I do that I'm done with it and we move on. And I have to be able to do that because we've got to worry about. But that's the next part play. of the game. That's part so, of the game. I mean, there is no there question. is a line. No question. And I think I like at the high school level what Mark Ewell and the Michigan High School it's Athletic Association is doing, that they're honoring the officials before the game and yep. a big round of applause for them coming 100%. out so we can, you know, my son has a soccer game tonight, Correct. you know, Forest Hills Eastern at Cedar, and and I think through Mark Ewell, uh, I've I've learned a lot about and also through you know five kids. That I've learned, yeah, the officials don't need. Only time that I'll I'll raise a voice, not yell, scream, not great Santini towards the quarter field. That when players are, especially the only sport is soccer. That the backside of it, where the refs are running with the play, the backside of soccer is the ultimate mm-hmm. cheap shot mm-hmm. zone mm-hmm. in any sport. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the 
side judges shouldn't run back and they should stay and monitor the mm-hmm. backside because that's where kids get yeah. jacked. And mm-hmm. I, trust me, I've seen my kids do it. Mm-hmm. I've seen them get it done to them. Yeah. And and when officials don't call it, that, that's it. That's, yeah. my, that's my only yeah. line. But yeah. through through MHSAA and getting no Mark you, I have a lot of respect 100%. for because he's he's an umpire and, at heart, right? And we're a shortage in, in officials, and we need to have we need to have more officials and more young people get into the profession of being an official because it's important for the longevity of the sports for which we're. I'm involved. gonna get you to do a. I'm gonna get you to, to record something maybe at WHTC. You send over to me, and I'll run on Wednesdays about you know sign up being official. I'd love to. I'm gonna do love that because I have great respect for him. Yeah, that's awesome, Peter. Hey, I, I'm gonna let you go. I, we did a long segment. I know you got practice, Brad Bokan. Uh, one of the greatest IT guys, Bill Gates' half-brother. And one day Bill said, hey, I got this idea about a computer. And uh, Brad said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good here at Hope. I'm good. And uh, Brad signed a, you know, signed a little document saying he didn't want half the company. But Brad has lived a good life and yeah. no regrets. Well, uh, and Billy, thank $8 you. $8 trillion dollars later. <laughs> but he is a good guy. Billy, and There's thank no you. one better at IT. He's unbelievable. Or setups. He's unbelievable. And you got the Hearing Athletic Center now. You got the Peter Sturzma Lounge, which is basically your office. <laughs> borderline nightclub but it looks good it's this is a wonderful facility isn't it you're doing things now the next thing is your indoor facility you, that's what you talked that, about that's right we'd love to do next yeah for sure are you close uh not yet but are you in for a couple hundred million yeah Couple hundred million. Yeah. What are you building, the Staples Center? <laughs> couple hundred I mean, million. Your show is. You, yeah, your the show's show is doing national, well. A couple hundred million. Peter, you're in East Grand Rapids. My God, a couple hundred million is donations at the church on the plate on I mean, Sundays. You're, you're nationally I mean, syndicated on. now, huge. I know. I mean, could you? Hey, dude, uh, we'll put that statue. A couple up. hundred million. Wait, you with the, I thought you were asking you, for like, are you up for maybe hosting a fundraiser or something? <laughs> That's Billy, kind thank of you. a reach, a couple hundred million. My gosh, I, I'm telling you, at East Grand Rapids, the money level and the requests are a little bit different. I need to do my show in East Grand Rapids. <laughs> I'm going to have Manny's build me a studio right next to the weight room they oh built. Gosh. All right, Peter, I love you, man. Congrats Thanks, on a good start. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the Sounds playoffs good. and making a run for the MIAA championship. That's going to be Appreciate a, you know, we have a lot of schools on the huge network that Alma, uh, Adrian, which will be your MIAA opener. Uh, that that conference has really grown in stature in all absolutely. sports, hasn't absolutely. it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm really proud of you, man, because you you have not stopped pushing everybody here at Hope uh, to be better on and off the field, and it will lead to a D3 national championship, at least one, if not 17. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. Appreciate you okay. always, buddy. Yeah, we love him. He is one of the good guys I've ever met. Peter Sturzma, the head football coach at Hope, joining us on the huge show across Michigan. Uh, Hope returns to MIAA play on September 30th at Adrian College for our affiliate, 96.5 The Cave, uh, down in Adrian. They talk a lot about the Bulldogs there. Thanks to everybody at WHTC for working with Alan Babbitt and Brad, the IT uh, genius. That guy's awesome. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Terrell Harris and Dylan Clem from Hope later. Also touch on the volleyball program, ranked number two in America in D3. I'll get to huge opinions on the Lions, the latest on the Michigan State situation, and also Michigan uh, getting ready for Big Ten play. Uh, if you want to join in on the conversation, I'd like to hear from coaches. Uh, your, your biggest regret on a call. That will be our huge question of the day. 
1-866-838-4843. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on the Huge text chain. Text word HUGE to 21000. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Join Vidandal Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. Be Brave goes beyond fundraising events. It's a community of passionate individuals supporting breast cancer awareness and honoring survivors. You can join everybody for a day filled with fun and exercise, all while making a difference in the fight against breast cancer through supporting research at Vidandal Institute. Register at VAI.org to join this empowering event. That's VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Our road show is with our affiliate WHTC. We're in Holland. We're inside the Jim Hearing Athletic Center, which is one of the great D3 indoor facilities. The Hope College football locker room is a D1 uh, locker room. It's fantastic. And Peter Sturzman, the people here inside Hope Athletics and the universities and their alumni all committed. Uh, to upgrading the facilities. I can look out here at Ray Smith Stadium. Uh, it looks awesome. 
uh, with the Hearinga Athletic Center, it added it was a perfect fit, and now they're going to push for that indoor uh, facility, which would benefit all uh, Hope Athletics. So I know WHTC, your home for Hope Sports, our longtime affiliate, and everybody here at Hope College. A lot of mojo, good feeling. Uh, it is really a cool place uh, in Holland. So thanks to everybody. Uh, Dan Evans, uh, what a great morning man for WHTC. Stefan, Hannah, uh, the digital director. Good. It's a great place in Holland, man. I'll just tell you this. From living here, uh, seeing Brad, seeing Alan, everybody, It it's a short drive from Grand Rapids. I, I think literally with the highway. I don't know if it's 40 minutes, right? Uh, you got the lake. Uh, you got just a – and now it feels like a summer day. It's fantastic, and thank you to everybody here at Hope and also WHTC. Uh, we do have our huge question of the day that I wanted to throw out there, and it pertains to the wonderful conversation with Peter Sturzma, the head football coach here at Hope, and Peter was a high school legend at East Grand Rapids High School. want to give the Pioneers some love. I think they're undefeated still uh, in high school uh, football. But if you're a coach at any level, what's the biggest decision you regret as a coach that you think about, that you should have done it the other way? Because what Dan Campbell did Sunday wasn't a playoff game, wasn't the NFC Championship. It was a regular season game. It's not end of the world. And if they beat Atlanta on Sunday, which I think is a must-win situation, can't lose two in a row at home. Then they're 2-1, and one and they had a road game at Kansas City, and the world is fine. And I will say I've calmed down somewhat since Monday. But I, I just, I, I look at 0-10-1 and 1-6, and and folks. Those are the starting numbers for Dan Campbell as head coach of the Lions. 1-1 one one right now. Similar feeling to last year when they blew the Seattle game. And I'll never forget, I, there, there's the same, it's not comparing the Eagles or the Washington game, but it's how aggressive they were in the second half against the Eagles a year ago, how aggressive they were on Carson Wentz in the first half. And then they backed off and Wentz and Washington almost got back into the game. And I look at that Seattle game and how far they were playing off receivers. And there was no creativity. I Did they think they were going to show up and just win to Kansas city and 10 days give you too much time to prepare and overthink things. So beat a 2-0 Atlanta team on Sunday and the world is fine. It is. And you're tracking to what some say anywhere between a 10 and 14 win season. Lose to Atlanta on Sunday. And it's going to get nasty. Because it is the NFL, as Peter did say earlier. Anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday. But you can't lose at home to the Falcons. So will Dan Campbell find a way to not have another lengthy, slow start? Because they rallied in both years, right? Eight and two finish, we all know it. Sunday Night Football in America kept the Packers from the playoffs, then continued that with a win at Arrowhead. And the previous year, 0-10 and 1, and finished the season respectable, right? So why the slow starts? I think that is a legitimate 
documented question when it comes to Campbell. I love the guy. So whatever you've done to dig out of the slow starts, you need to lock that in this week and bring it every game the rest of your coaching career. You want to slow down and back off when you're up 21 or 17 and they get some junk yardage or touchdowns. I'm cool with that. But just find the urgency you brought to game week and game day after 0-10 and 1-1 and 1-6. and 6. Bring that this week and keep it going. But here's another side to all of this that you can't control now. That becomes not an excuse, but just part of reality. The injuries. The laundry list of injuries connected to this team. The not knowing who will play on Sunday. Having to prepare for with or without this guy or others. And yes, I, I, I thought about the curse last night. So we'll touch on those injuries later. You want to join in one 838 That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. A Michigan-based bank with Michigan-based decision makers. We're live here at the Jim Hearinga Athletic Center. Part of the resurgence of Hope College football in Holland with our affiliate WHTC. To the callers online, Michigan will hear you next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Friday, October 27th, TVs and Practical Jokers are up to their usual tricks. If you're not here, you are missing out. It's the Tenderloins at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Sal, James, and Brian for two shows and twice the last. 7 and 10 p.m. Tickets start at $59. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Don't miss the Drive, 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 Drive Tour with the Tenderloins, October 27th. Party hard, laugh louder. Details at SoaringEagleCasino.com. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan, Superfly Hayes is our executive producer back at our flagship station, 96.1 The Game in downtown GR. Remember, if you miss any interview, conversation, our full show, our podcast are free, and we are everywhere. Just search 
The huge show where you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Search The Huge Show. You can catch up and listen when you want to. Also, if you think you're better than me at picking pro football games, the Beat Huge Contest presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter is back. Had a ton of entries, I think close to 1,000 last week. It's open. You can play for free every week until Sunday morning, Thursday night. Game is always a freebie. Try and beat my pro football picks. Go to thehugeshow.net. You'll see the quick link there. And that $1,500 in cash. From Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, could be yours. More weeks you beat me, more chances you'll have to win. Tell your friends, your family, share it with everybody you know. Play Beat Huge for free through the big game in February at thehugeshow.net. Superfly tells me a stellar lineup on the way in hour number two. Clayton Safey. He feels left out that we're not talking to him, one of the Michigan insiders. I don't need Clayton to be needy, but we're going to talk to him at 405 about Michigan Rutgers. Jim Comperoni on Iowa, Michigan State, latest on the Tucker situation. And we'll discuss the Hope Volleyball team, number two in the country in D3. As our road show continues with our longtime affiliate, WHTC in Holland, from the Jim Hearing Athletic Center on the campus of Hope College. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. It's a road show with our longtime affiliate WHTC in Holland. We are inside the Jim Hearing Athletic Center on the campus of Hope College. Peter Sturzma and the Flying Dutchman are practicing right now. They're off to a 2-1 start. Uh, they will return to action against Adrian and MIAA play. Uh, will kick off September 30th. They will host Upper Midwest Athletic Conference champion Northwestern of Minnesota, University of Northwestern Minnesota, this Saturday here at Ray and Sue Smith Stadium. Kickoff is at noon. Tickets can be purchased at the gate. Uh, hope to win one. And then they begin MIAA play on September 30th at Adrian College for those listening on our affiliate down in Adrian in Southeast Michigan, 96.5, the cave. Uh, but Hope Football is home. I think I didn't even mention that during the first hour. They are home on Saturday. Uh, kickoff at noon uh, against University of Northwestern Minnesota and Peter Sturzma in a seventh season. 48 and 16, a 750 winning percentage. So if you want to check out some good D3 football uh, Saturday at noon here at Ray and Sue Smith Stadium on the campus 
of Hope College, 2-1 Hope versus University of Northwestern Minnesota. Tickets can be purchased at the gate. They've done a lot of great things. Uh, the Ray and Sue Smith Stadium, beautiful setting uh, for college football. And the weather looks like it's going to be a pure Michigan summer. Today, I was, I was over at the beach. Had my man thong on. Just getting some rays before I came over for the broadcast. I, uh, I know Brad and the IT guy and people here are going, wait a minute, you and a man thong over at Holland State Park Beach? Yeah. It's like, feels like it's 80. What is it right now here? We well, get the little breeze off the lake, so it's a little bit cooler. Anytime you go to like a Holland Grand Haven, Muskegon. I'm going to say, is it in the 70s right now? It has to be. I was out there taking photos with fans and Peter Sturzma, and then he got upset that I started asking the players, do you know who he is? And, and they, I don't think they knew how to answer it. They thought it was a trick question. So then they escorted me back into the broadcast position. So that's kind of, I think it's like Peter Sturzma saying, get that guy off our practice field uh, to me. So he's a good man, great program. Check him out Saturday. Hope 2-1 and one on the season. Take it on University of Northwestern Minnesota. Saturday at noon in Holland. Tickets available at the door. Also, you get Michigan starting Big Ten play against Rutgers. Jim Harbaugh is back after his three-game suspension. Think about that. You had no Mel Tucker on the sidelines last week. No Jim Harbaugh. Completely opposite of the spectrum stories. Uh, but I, I didn't make that connection until after the fact. Clayton Safey, uh, he is one of the great insiders at the Wolverine.com. An open letter to Superfly yesterday. What is going on with Bill? Have I fell off his VIP list? He doesn't call and put me on anymore. Mama Safey, who listens in Grand Rapids, is wondering, what did he do? Was it my bubble pizza I brought to the studio? Uh, why isn't Clayton on? Well, I'm going to tell you, Clayton, why. First off, the three games are dog meat games. There's nothing I can take from them. I know last week we complained about J.J. McCarthy didn't look good. But talk to me now that we're in Big Ten play, and I think we'll get a true gauge on where Michigan is at coming up on Saturday. They're still the number two team in the country. I can't listen to people complain about a team that's undefeated and number two in the country. Yeah. Amen. Amen. How you doing, Clayton? I, I'm doing well. Yeah, I sent a, a tongue-in-cheek text to Superfly yesterday. You know, wonder if I was getting blackballed. But no, it's great to be back. It's great to. You know, it feels like uh, things are things are ramping up here. Uh, it's weird to say, but Rutgers coming to town feels like a big game because mm. the games before that weren't very big. But um, yeah, so some better competition this week. I'm doing well and. Think of this, too. Mel Tucker suspended, going to be fired. Jim Harbaugh was suspended. And the prayers are up for Jawan Howard, but he's also sidelined right now after his surgery. So uh, head coach is out right now and, and Jim Harbaugh back. But just some weird times in the state of Michigan. Yeah, it is. And I'll get your thoughts on the impact of what's happening and what will happen uh, to Michigan State football coming up here in a few moments. But uh, this matchup with Rutgers, yeah, it is strange. I don't know if it's a big game or if Michigan hasn't shown us anything in the first three games. That, that's, and we won't know until the end result against Rutgers on Saturday. No doubt. And, I mean, I think it's a little bit of, of both where, I mean, Jim Harbaugh said in the past where these Big Ten games, they count as two wins if you get them because, you know, you're trying to defend your Big Ten title. You're trying to uh, 
win a third straight Big Ten title, and that's your first goal that you want to check off. You want to beat the rivals, then you win the Big Ten, and then you can move on from there in the national picture. But, um, you know, Rutgers is a team that has played well through three games. I'm not quite sure they've played anyone yet, though, either. Uh, They have played two Power 5 teams, Northwestern and Virginia Tech, and handled both of them. It looks like a, a good defense. Their offense has improved. They can actually run the ball this year, which is going to be important for them that have had not very good offenses at all under Greg Schiano since he came back in 2020 there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, from a Michigan standpoint, I'm excited to see what this team looks like because it's, it was pretty good through two games, and then you had the clunkiness against Bowling Green. Um, but it's just so hard to tell. I mean, is this really a great pass rush outfit? Uh, or, you know, let's see what the receivers do against some better competition. It's just so hard to, to tell what it's going to look like. And the last two Big Ten openers, despite Michigan winning the conference at the end of the year, have been a little bit of struggles at times. Rutgers two years ago and then Maryland last year. So, and you know, I think they're, they're going to be ready, but it could be a little bit of an adjustment playing better competition after the cupcakes in the first three weeks. Clayton Safey, a great Wolverine insider from the Wolverine.com, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Michigan Rutgers opening up Big Ten uh, play. Why did J.J. McCarthy look clunky? And really, the offense, for the most part, I I think the defense has depth. They have speed to the ball. I'm really impressed with the Michigan defense, even more than I was with the D uh, last year at this time. But the offense and Again, it, it was what we went through last fall, what we went through in the first half of the TCU game, Harbaugh dialing it down, not showing anything. Uh, where's the game changers, which look like it's, you know, Roman Wilson still. Uh, your, your thoughts on this past Saturday and why did, even with a comfortable win, why did they look bad, especially McCarthy? Yeah, well, the offense honestly came out – pretty hot you know they have a four play drive all runs they score right away Blake Corum ripped off that big one on the first play and then they're right back down there at the goal line before J.J. McCarthy throws that other pick or the first pick in the end zone you know they said it was a spacing issue on the routes there so you still can't throw the ball but you know maybe part of that's not on him and then the second one was just a bad read and he kind of underthrew his guy as well in the third one, he was trying to check it out of bounds and didn't quite get it there. It can't happen, and I think it's a good learning experience for him. But they were all three kind of different things. I mean, we've watched a lot of J.J. McCarthy. He's played more games than any quarterback in the Jim Harbaugh era uh, at Michigan. And I think we know that he, he does take risks. You know, sometimes he's a little lax with the football, but he has taken care of it. He only had two picks all of last regular season. Um, you know, if they're going to put more on his plate, maybe – the, the risk will go up a little bit, but I, I don't think it's anything super concerning. Uh, they also fumbled that kickoff, and that, that uh, forced the offense to sit on the bench for over 10 minutes in that first quarter. Just a weird type of game. They only ran 44 offensive plays. Um, I actually thought the run game got, got going a little bit more than, than maybe people were talking about afterwards and maybe understandable with everyone speaking about J.J.'s struggles, but uh, I think that, um, you know, we, we saw the pass game work in the first couple games. Uh, not too concerned about the interceptions going forward. He had a bad game, and that happens, and he got it out of the way against Bowling Green. Clayton Safey tells it like it is from the Wolverine.com. One of my favorite Wolverine insiders. I could have the guy on the show every day of the week, but Superfly, for some reason, won't schedule right. it every day. So we'll, we'll talk about that off air later. 
Yeah, I, I think as we're going through Bowling Green, like I said, they're number two in the country. They're undefeated. You have got yeah. to talk to me when they blow a game they should win or they get just manhandled by somebody who was an inferior or uh, was a superior uh, opponent start to finish, not inferior. So I, they lose to Rutgers, uh, all hell will break loose. But they did it last year. They, they weren't really sexy on offense until really Ohio State game was their biggest signature game of the season last year. And then that's why I thought, hey, three weeks to prepare. They're going to uh, look this way against TCU. It didn't bring a lot of defense, and they're going to get to the championship game. That didn't happen. But it is Harbaugh's M.O. He doesn't go out and want to beat Team 70-3. to Also, with the new clock setup, and this is going to be about some of these payday teams, Clayton, that I've been watching. They're going to do mm-hmm. short passing, run, eat clock as much as possible to stay yeah. in games and not get beat 55-6. Instead, they lose 31-6, and, and they take a big paycheck home. No, you're absolutely right. And Rutgers is, is one of those teams. I know they're not getting a paycheck for this game, but uh, I was talking to somebody who covers them for a story we're going to run on Thursday. We always talk to an opposing writer. And, uh, he, you know, he was saying this Rutgers team, even against the opponents they've played, they really dominated. They run the play clock down under eight seconds every single time just about. So they're going to come in here, try to get their run game going. Like you said, the short passes. The clock doesn't stop after first downs anymore, and that's a factor. And we really saw that last week against Bowling Green where Michigan makes some turnovers early, and then that really set them back. They weren't able to really recover until they got some turnovers of their own because of that clock rule. Like I said, they didn't get the ball back for over 10 minutes due to a couple turnovers. So you got to be clean. you got to start fast these days now with the shortened games. It's, it's really interesting as, the, as you know, every week we get more data on it. Um, you know, and, and again, Michigan ran 44 plays, the least amount they've, they've had uh, in a full-length game that I could find this century. So, uh, wow. turnovers played a part, but same with, same with just the clock and, and, you know, kind of the game flow and how things went. Do, you know, when I'm looking at the, the big boys in college football, Michigan's one of them right now, let's be honest. You know, they're number two in the country. But when I look at Georgia and the speed, when I look at teams around them, Ohio State, their offense doesn't you know, impress me. Uh, but their defense, I think, is as good as Ohio State has had in a long time. Yeah. But the game changers on offense. Obviously, Roman Wilson. Uh, Blake doesn't – again, you go through a knee injury, you're still getting uh, game uh, ready, right? Uh, he doesn't have that second gear that he had before. Uh, who are the game changer home run threats on the Michigan offense? Uh, how would you list that in order right now? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it still starts with Blake Corum, and I thought in week three he looked a heck of a lot better than he did the first couple weeks. I mean, he got over 100 yards and, and out of only 12 carries, and he talked about it after the game, too. He said, I, I didn't go over 100 yards in any of the non-conference games a year ago, and, and he finished seventh and Heisman Trophy voting despite missing the end of the year. So I think he's starting to look more and more like Blake Corum to me. So it starts with him. And I think you hope in, in kind of what you saw in the first couple of weeks is that J.J. McCarthy at quarterback can be one of those weapons for you. Donovan Edwards hasn't done enough in the first three games. I think they want to get him going. In fact, I know they do. And, and I think he's a little disappointed with the way he's played. But Roman Wilson, Cornelius Johnson as wide receivers have produced really well in the first three games. But you still need to see it against a better competition. Um, you know, are they going to get as much one-on-one coverage when these teams don't need to stack the box? 
in Big Ten play and, and take resources away from the secondary to kind of commit them towards stopping the run. So I, I'm going to be keeping my eye out on that. Colson Loveland at tight end, I think he has some, some really good potential. Um, but you, you just don't really know. Um, I don't know how much how tested this team will be, though, either until you start getting closer to late October, early November, really, with the way the schedule played out. His name is Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders joining us on the Roast Umberg Coffee guest line. Wolverine's getting set for Rutgers. Yeah, this clock thing is something to watch. I, I personally think with the increase in TV spots because of the multi-billion dollar deals, they're going to go away from this clock rule after one year. I, I, again, I don't know if it's set in stone for more than one, but they're – Rules committee, whoever makes these final decisions, they're going to get away from it. It's not the NFL. Uh, It's not good for college football right now. It's not. No. No, I mean, it makes no sense. Um, And it's almost shameful because you look at it and they're like, okay, well, let's shorten these games. You know, they they don't need to be this long. They'll do anything except take away the TV timeouts because all they care about is money. And so they'll shorten the game and and they, they try to say it's for player safety. It's safer if there are less plays. Well, then just don't play at all if you want to be safer. I mean, you got to, you know, it's just ridiculous. Um, and we were talking to Mike Loxley, Maryland's head coach, at Big Ten Media Day, and he was talking about it, and he said that he hates it because he tries to get younger players in the games at times, and now there are less snaps to do that, and maybe that'll be unsafe down the road when those guys have to come in for the first time. So there are so many different layers to it that I don't think they considered. Uh, but at the very least, as just a football fan, having less football is just uh, you know is disappointing in and of itself. Well, you got the less football. You have more TV spots. You have longer half times, longer pregames. They're following the NFL model. Right. And then, and then you're looking at uh, struggles against weaker opponents because they're going to be smart and use the clock. And if I'm Shiano and Rutgers, I'm doing that every time. I'm snapping on four or five on the play clock. It's going to keep me in games. I don't want to get to a shootout with Michigan or Ohio State or Penn State. And we'll see. I think they'll go back and and change it. I, I really do. It, and then with streaming, and then I'm watching the streaming, and they're repeating uh, plays, and then some of these announcers on streaming, Ian Eagle's son is horrible. This kid's not ready for that big stage. I don't even know his name. He can. He, I can smell the green horn in him when I'm listening to the broad. And then the, the stream will will repeat, right? I mean, I repeat myself for a living every day on the huge show across Michigan, but the screen, like uh, they're doing in the Michigan State-Washington game, which was really enjoyable to watch for all the Michigan State fans. Speaking of that, before I let you go, um, I had Michigan State 4-8 and eight with Tucker before this mess hit. Uh, from your recruiting insiders at On3.com, with this fourth game being the red shirt uh, line, uh, and you're looking at once he's officially fired, the transfer portal is open to Michigan State players. What really is one of the most frightening things from a football standpoint is that you're Michigan State. You don't know how many guys are going to demand a red shirt or guys that are going to say, I'm hitting the transfer portal. Yeah, no, it's a good point. And uh, there could be several guys that are already gone by the time Michigan plays them. 
in uh, in mid to late October. So, I mean, you're absolutely right, and it's a huge layer now. Uh, there's a lot on Harlan Barnett as he tries to kind of piece this together. You don't, you don't really envy him, although he's getting his shot. Um, so it's it's really interesting, and um, you know, it's I, I didn't expect him to be all that good either coming into the season. So this just is going to be much much worse for them, I think. And Mark D'Antonio or not, I, I'm not expecting a ton out of the Spartans. But we see, I mean, maybe Washington's a great team, and maybe they'll rally around him too at the same time. So. Uh, I'm willing to give him a little bit of time, but uh, I, I will say this: in the in the long term, though, they're going to lose a lot of guys out of the transfer portal. But you can also get guys in. We saw Mel Tucker do it. We've seen Deion Sanders do it. We've seen other coaches do it. So you can turn a program around quickly nowadays in college football, and maybe that affords you less time as a new coach. But it's a perk for a fan base knowing that there's a shot if you get a Kenneth Walker or somebody like that, and you don't need you know him necessarily, but. Um, you know, he was obviously a great talent, but there, there is a chance in the in the short to long term for Michigan State, I think. And we'll see right now. Uh, you know, I know Harlan Barnett's trying to put on the good face and say that the kids are good with everything happening. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, it, it is imperative that they deliver a strong performance because you're going to get a Michigan State fan base that – you're going to, yeah, you want to support the team. I get it. You love the tailgates, but wow. And it doesn't look based on what we had the last couple of days, the back and forth that it's going to go away anytime soon. And what will that do for the recruiting class that we're going to have come in and sign in December? Could that be rated, right? Uh, then transfer portal that I mentioned with uh, red shirts and, we're, and you're going to take a red shirt, but you know, you're going to get out. Uh, at the at the end of the year, if not sooner, it, it will be crazy because this is kind of unprecedented of a coach fired in season this early now connected to the transfer portal era. No doubt. Yeah, it's almost going to be a case study in that way. And on the recruiting front, too, from what we've heard, there are a few Michigan State commits that, that Michigan has kept in touch with. So, um, I mean, frankly, there aren't a ton that are that are really that highly touted, but there are a few that, you know, guys that they got that Michigan will be interested in. So that's something to consider as well, but you're right. You're going to get um, really a case study here of what it's going to look like. And there won't be too many of these firings early on in the year. It's obviously a unique case, but, but what it does look like with the, the college football transfer portal being open for 30 days in the middle of the year, guys that don't want to sit out, maybe finish the semester, but not play football to, preserve their eligibility for that extra year. So it's it's going to be really interesting. Um, and, you know, I think that they're, they have a huge game coming up against Maryland because it's one of the few games on the schedule that you look at and really say that, that it's, they have a realistic chance of hanging in there. I haven't, I haven't looked at the DraftKings Sportsbook, what the line is, but I would imagine this is going to be one of the tighter ones they'll have, you know, all year long the rest of the way. His name is Clayton Safey. Uh, he is with Wolverine.com. We would have him on every day, every show. But Superfly has some issues with Clayton that I think need to be addressed privately between those two. Uh, Clayton, uh, good stuff. Enjoy the game this weekend, my man, and we'll talk soon, okay? Hey, one thing I did want to uh, yeah. ask you about that I saw it on 3.com. Ohio State AD Gene Smith will say the quiet part out loud in today's NIL hearing on the Hill during his testimony. 
Uh, he said, quote, a practice of asking a school for a fee to simply visit campus has emerged. Asking for $5,000 just to visit has become common. Wow. It's absolutely absurd. It's something I had never thought about until now. And now it, that you think about it, it kind of makes sense that these kids are asking. But at the same time, and I, I would like to hear if uh, A.D. Gene Smith and Ohio State are obliged on some of these uh, requests, but I mean, what a what a world we're in here in college football with, mm. with the way things are going with with the money, and uh, I don't love it at all. And I hope that schools aren't, you know, because these kids want to go to school and make the NIL money at the very least. So, I mean, you don't need to pay them if, if everyone decided not to do that. I think that would probably be the the best course it's, of action, but yeah. you're always going to get the cheaters out there. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like Ohio State has ever had a problem with giving money uh, to players or recruits. So I don't, <laughs> I don't think there's a track record there. I'll have to look up Maurice Claret Terrell Pryor show cause penalty against Jim Trestle. But I'll get back to you on that info <laughs> when I do my research, Clayton. We love That's you, buddy, great. and you're this show. You're welcome anytime. Superfly's personal agenda against you will not be tolerated on this show. <laughs> Okay, that's great. I, I thought it was getting blackballed, but it's. Uh, I will no, say it's no. Great. You were getting. We we call it the fly strip. When he puts names <laughs> on a fly strip, that means you're stuck and you're not getting on. Okay. <laughs> And you're not on that list. Trust me, there are some names. D'Antonio's on it. I can tell you right now, his name's on that list. My X list. I have my personal X list. Superfly has the fly strip, and these are people that just will never come on. I won't ask them. I swear to God, I, and I, I just won't ask him. And I'll say it openly, D'Antonio's on the list because his wife, years ago, during the Little Brother episode, on air, I said, for a man of faith and a head coach at a major university, there's no need to take on fellow student-athletes. Mm-hmm. His wife said to Mark, you'll never go on that show, talking about the huge show. So that's it. I moved on, and I'll move on from the issues that Superfly has with you, and we'll all get along and do the show every day, okay? We'll never never apologize for telling it like it is. You're, you're the only show that does that. And Amen, brother. It. You read that exactly like I texted it to you. Thank you, That's Clayton, right. okay? That's right. <laughs> all right, we'll talk, buddy. Take care. All right. Yeah, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. Uh, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Our road show is in Holland, Michigan with our affiliate WHTC. We talked to Peter Sturzma earlier from the Hope College football program. They're 2-1. and one. They'll be playing at home on Saturday in Holland at Ray and Sue Smith Stadium against University of Northwestern Minnesota. Kickoff at noon. Tickets will be on sale at the gate on Saturday. And the Hope Volleyball Program uh, is top two in America, a uh, stud program, one of the best in D3. We'll give you some connections to Hope Volleyball coming up before uh, the top of the hour. And the latest on the MSU situation, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. He'll join us next from East Lansing. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. 
So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan, the only show where the people have a voice. We're all about huge opinions, big-name guests, 19 stations strong all across Michigan. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. I'm with our affiliate in Holland, uh, awesome people at WHTC, and longtime affiliate carrying the show, Alan Babbitt uh, from Hope College, setting up this week's American Volleyball Coaches Association NCAA uh, D3 rankings. You've gone undefeated in three tournaments, including last weekend at Wheaton College uh, outside of Chicago. Home opener is 7 p.m. tonight at DeVos Fieldhouse. 
versus we need to come over like with your uniform and everything coming in. You're ready to do it. Parents were able to listen. You're like, oh, geez, are you kidding me? <laughs> so it's good to have your family down and uh, just a long weekend. And uh, what about this team? Now, when you talk about that fun connection, the growth, everything, you're a senior, you watch a team grow. Uh, Coach Smith has had a lot of great teams uh, here at Hope over her 20 years. But where is this team different compared to your previous three years? I mean, we always have the talent at Hope, which isn't a good thing about being in Holland and at Hope it attracts cool people and good players. Um, I think our ability to just focus on the present moment. We talk a lot about loving the game and getting able to do it with people we love. Um, and I see that out on the court. I love that. eye contact with people um, and just feeling that love that we have for each other. Yeah, love for each other, love the game. And that translates. And sometimes, I like in talking to some of the football players, that it really is bigger than wins and losses. And I believe that if you do the culture thing and you love your teammates, winning happens if you got the talent, right? And you got the coaching that can help maximize that talent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's why you're number two in America. You're 8-0. Probably will never lose your senior year. That would oh, be gosh. Beautiful. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here goes Bill now. Look at Alan going, hey, Bill, can you back off a little bit about the undefeated predictions <laughs> over here? Awesome. Uh, uh, and what's been the best thing about Hope off the volleyball court for you? That uh, when you move on and you get into the real world, that you always take with you? I mean, it's the community. There's an awesome faith community. Um, I think there were probably 30 people today that I talked to that are coming to our game tonight. Um, professors and chaplains and just kind of the whole, the whole picture. You feel like you can really be um, a student but a person here. Um, so that's been super cool. Yeah, senior setter Olivia Feebing out of Traverse City Central High School. Three-time letter winner for the Flying Dutch political science Major for Coach Smith, who's in her 20th season. We'll talk to her in our next segment. But a common theme with the Hope College athletes, it's about the community, about Holland, about how they support Hope. It's about the teams and how they support each other and the bonds that they'll have uh, forever. Uh, that is the Hope College experience. And it turns into success. Football 2-1 and one, off to a great start with three tough teams. And volleyball is undefeated. 2-0. and oh. Remember, if you do have the undefeated season, Please, Olivia, remember that I said it on the huge show. We do that. <laughs> we'll give you full credit. Oh, thank you. Full credit. I, I, I can already, after talking to you for a little bit on and off air, I can see you also are a political science major with a minor in sarcasm. Thank oh. you. <laughs> Stop. All right. And your parents, who are your parents listening right Josh now? Josh and Michelle and my brother Patrick with them. All coming all down for Traverse City. They are. For the big volleyball yep. weekend. Good luck tonight against Wheaton, 7 p.m. Uh, the doors will open at 6 p.m. at beautiful DeVos Fieldhouse, which is a great basketball venue but an awesome volleyball venue as well you got it good luck tonight thank right. you so much all right olivia fee being out of traverse city central high school for our listeners on 93 7 the game uh the game or the ticket excuse me that you can hear catalog traverse city uh good luck with everything we'll talk to coach smith coming up as our road show continues in holland michigan on the campus of hope college with our longtime affiliate whtc Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. 
Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Elevate your night out at the legendary Roots Chris Steakhouse. Now open at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Start with the finest cuts of USDA prime beef. Pair that with handcrafted cocktails, signature signs, and Roots legendary hospitality, and you've got yourself one incredible night. Roots Chris Steakhouse has arrived. Make a reservation at RootsChris.com for your incredible night at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. What are you looking for in a career? What are you looking for in your pursuit of happiness and satisfaction? Let's answer those questions by answering this one. What are you? If you're selfless, courageous, dedicated, disciplined, and humble, your happiness and satisfaction may be in a new career in law enforcement. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org today or simply walk into your local police department and start the conversation. You may find the answer to all of your questions. Huge here for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now we're back with another week of football, and DraftKings is keeping us in on all the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away with an instant winner. Just use that code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Also, DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code HUGE. New customers then can bet $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And that's also... Only when you use code HUGE when you sign up. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We're with our affiliate WHTC in Holland on the campus of Hope College. Hope College Volleyball ranked number two in this week's uh, D3 poll. 8-0 start. They'll take on Wheaton tonight at 7 p.m. at beautiful DeVos Fieldhouse here in Holland. Tickets can be purchased at the door starting at 6 p.m. This is coming off a 2022 season where the Flying Dutch advanced to the national quarterfinals for the fourth time in program history in the first 
since their national championship season in 2014. Becky Schmidt, 20th season as head coach here at her alma mater. She's also assistant professor of kinesiology at Hope. 513-160 overall coaching record, almost an 800 winning percentage with the Flying Dutch. She joins us here on the HUGE show across Michigan. Welcome in. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, what's it been like now? Uh, you know, two decades, 20th season. I can still sense your enthusiasm, excitement when it comes to uh, your team, the players, and the university, or Hope College. The job gets easy when the place you serve is a place you love. So it's a uh, it's been it's been a ton of fun. I've uh, I've had some great assistant coaches along the way that have made this a, a really you know enjoyable journey and um, and these teams you know the players the student athletes that I get the opportunity to work with are just some of the best people out there. Yeah, facilities, team, commitment of the school with Hope College uh, all leads to uh, success and your numbers are just staggering: five hundred thirteen, one hundred sixty overall. Uh, you've led Hope to 14 trips to the NCAA Championships, five MIAA titles. I mentioned number two in the country right now. Eight no start at home against Wheaton tonight here in Holland at DeVos Fieldhouse. Uh, wh- what do you really like about this year's team? One of the things that I, I mean, aside from their talent, aside from the growth that we've seen in the relationships that, uh, that, uh, you know, in, in, in these teammates uh, throughout the throughout the year. Um, I, I really like our versatility. You know, we have got a lot of players that are capable of being able to play at different places on the court, and they are stepping up in amazing ways. Yeah, Becky Smith, 20th season as head coach here at Hope College. If you're in the Holland, Lakeshore area on the west side of the state, uh, come watch them play. They're number two in D3 Volleyball. They're at home tonight. It's a home opener 7 p.m. at DeVos Fieldhouse here on the campus of Hope College. Take it on Wheaton. Alan Babbitt told me tickets can be purchased at the door beginning at 6 p.m. Becky, it was so awesome talking with Olivia and yourself. Good luck and we'll stay in touch, okay? Thank you. Appreciate the support. Yeah, Hope College Volleyball at home tonight. 7 p.m. against Wheaton. They're undefeated. They're number two in America in D3 Volleyball. And what a leader. And head coach Becky Smith into year number 20. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan. Roadshow with our affiliate WHTC. We're in Holland on the campus of Hope College. Busy sports weekend tonight. The number two D3 volleyball team in the country. Hope will take on Wheaton, 7 p.m. at DeVos Fieldhouse. Gates will open up at 6 p.m. You can buy tickets at the door there. Also, Peter Sturzma and the Flying Dutch football team. 
They are two and one on the season. Tough schedule to be two and one is pretty cool. They're at home on Saturday here at Ray and Sue Smith Stadium. Noon will be the kickoff against University of Minnesota Northwestern. I want to thank Alan Babbitt, Brad Bocamp, and the crew. Uh, they're always first class. Everybody that I met, uh, Stefan, Hannah, and also Dan Evans, mornings on WHTC, a big part of the Holland community, as is Hope College. If you want to join in, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. In a moment, Anthony Broom uh, will join us from the Wolverine.com. We're also getting some NFL noise uh, out of Chicago uh, with some of the breaking news. I know Justin Fields is calling out the coaches. Uh, earlier today, uh, you're getting uh, reports that uh, according to sources familiar with the situation, both Hallis Hall and Alan Williams' home have been raided in connection with an undisclosed incident. Alan Williams' home was raided Sunday night, and the teams, or after the team's uh, week one loss, Hallis Hall was raided uh, this morning. I think, uh, have the Bears fired their defensive coordinator? He resigned. He resigned. Okay, so that's the latest. Uh, that we're getting there. And then you got Justin Fields was saying it's the coach and the way they're playing. So, yeah, uh, you know, Lions issues don't seem too big on whether or not you're questioning a coach going for it. I will say uh, the Lions injury list is absolutely crazy. And again, you know, but their depth, I did say this uh, this summer that they do have depth at every position, but when you go past ones is when you you have to, as a staff, have to step up and get it done. And that's what Dan Campbell and his staff have done after horrific starts the first two years. That's why Atlanta is a must win. You cannot lose to Atlanta and let the Falcons go to 3-0 and and you're going to be 1-2 and and you're actually chasing Atlanta maybe for a wild card spot, it's a must win. I don't care about the injuries. They, Brad Holmes in the front office have provided depth. You know, if you had Goff gone, I might say okay. But to me, when I look at the situation, this tells you you even have to be more wide open on offense. You have to. You have to take more chances with your linebackers and your defensive line to get after a quarterback. You have to. And for some reason, they didn't do that until they were down big against Seattle. They didn't do that. I was there. I'm like, what are you doing? And the injury list doesn't look good. Uh, Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, I retweeted one of his columns where you know I, I think the pressure's on the lions and it's atlanta and it's not hyperbole and i'm not trying to hype it up they need to go take care of business they cannot lose back-to-back home games with this rabid fan base and the expectations they they cannot do that that's it end of story they they cannot lose back-to-back home games to yeah seattle could be a playoff team again i get that and Atlanta. Can't happen. Yeah, four things he learned from the Lions Seahawks uh, film study. I shared that story. Also, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, a toe injury. Gosh. Uh, I, 
Now, injuries would be a legitimate excuse, (laughs) you could say, uh, for Sunday. But it wasn't the case going into Seattle. I just please don't let this unravel. That's it. Do not let it unravel right before our eyes. Because we've been down that path. And that's why I haven't used the phrase, same old lions, okay? Don't let it unravel. Uh, I'm looking at what uh, Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit. We talked to him. This was the list I was looking for. Lions not practicing today. David Montgomery, Amon Ra, St. Brown, Taylor Decker. Vitae, Emmanuel Mosley, and Kirby Joseph. Mm. Oh, and then here's a quote from Dan uh, Widerer. Justin Fields acknowledges he has been playing too robotic, then bit the pin off the grenade and rolled it into the building with his explanation for why he believes it is that way, quote, coaching. There you go. And now you get raids and, my Lord, Then Jeremy shared a story. Despite criticism, Lions coach Dan Campbell's in-game decisions lead the NFL in win probability added over expectation. Hmm. Again, you can play the analytics or I look at scoreboard. And big, big sign on Ford Field says grit. Grit to me isn't playing for overtime. That's my huge opinion, and I'm sticking with it. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com joins us. Michigan, their first true test of the season. Hard to believe we're saying that when it's Rutgers, but it is Rutgers. He's standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. Ready for actual Big Ten games. Uh, the last three weeks were kind of like sitting in the dentist chair, honestly. Yeah, because you, you can't get a read on this team, and I get Hardball was suspended, and we got the interim coaches, and I don't think that had any effect on this team it's not like Harbaugh is a fiery Nick Saban type of guy Uh, he's kind of cerebral at times and other times fired up Uh, if you had to gauge the first three games which were like preseason NFL exhibition games that I said before they started what did you like about the first three games and what concerned you from those first three games going into their Big Ten opener this weekend against Rutgers yeah, first and foremost, I mean, I'll start with Jim Harbaugh and the fact that I think we learned more about what he brings to this team when things weren't especially going well last week as opposed to when they are humming. Because we know they have the talent. We know they have a great staff full of assistant coaches that, that get these guys ready to play. But I really do think, especially when you look at some of the mistakes that J.J. McCarthy made last week, I think he missed having Harbaugh over on the sideline to calm him down pull him out of a bad play and not let some of those mistakes uh, snowball. So for me, I mean, I think that's where you saw the value of what Jim Harbaugh brings to the table and maybe also just that extra gear, that killer instinct just wasn't quite there. They were always going to win these games by multiple scores. And, you know, I think for the most part, a lot, some of the struggles have been kind of made out to be a little more than what they were. The fact of the matter is that, you know, in, in all three of these games, the starters played pretty much three quarters, took care of their business. It, it wasn't pretty by any stretch. There were some mistakes. There were points left on the field. There were a couple turnovers on down, a couple untimely, uh, you know, things like that. But, you know, overall, um, 
I didn't really see anything in those first three games to dispel any of the things that I think I know about this team. Uh, but also, yeah, you want to see them be a little more dominant. You want to see them hit that extra gear. But, um, you know, I think now the schedule kind of kicks up like a dimmer switch. And it's been about week four, week five, the last few years where we've seen them start to hit their stride, start to come into their own. And, you know, when you look at Rutgers this weekend, like them or not, they are well coached and they will be physical. I don't know if they have the horses to hang with Michigan at the end of the day, but they played them tough in the last 12 quarters between those two teams. I know Nebraska isn't good, but still going on the road and winning in this conference in some of those tough atmospheres is still you know, something commendable. So uh, they'll have that in the next few weeks after this weekend in Nebraska and Minnesota. So not a whole lot that I really learned from the non-conference. Maybe some clarity and some question marks moving forward. But I think we're going to start to find out what this team is in these next two to three weeks. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com joining us on the huge show across Michigan, Michigan and Rutgers on Saturday at noon. One thing that, you know, you need to step back and take a deep breath if you're a Michigan fan. You look at Georgia was trailing South Carolina at halftime at home. Michigan is still number two in the country. Texas uh, had their struggles, and they do have that signature win at Alabama. They're at number three. Florida State had to hold on against Boston College. Uh, USC, their offense looks fantastic early. Ohio State, I think their defense is better than their offense right now. Penn State is that lurking game, and that's down the road at Penn State for Michigan. But I do like the way Penn State is playing. But a lot of these situations are similar. When you look at Georgia, when you look at Ohio State, Penn State, you're introducing uh, new quarterbacks. I loved how Washington looked. They look like a Final Four, if not potential national championship team. Not sure uh, about that defense, but offensively, right there with USC as the two best offenses in America. Notre Dame, methodical, undefeated 4-0. Oregon can roll up points. So, yeah, there's your top ten. But Michigan is number two, and we're sitting here you know, wondering what's going to happen against Rutgers. Anthony, are we crazy? I don't think we're, I don't think anyone's crazy. I think the difference, is, you know, you can you can kind of forgive Texas for having a, a bit of a lackluster performance when you saw them go to Tuscaloosa the week before and handle their business. You know, when people see that Michigan came out of a non-conference stretch where they weren't challenged at all, uh, honestly, they could have played better. They played maybe B minus B football. Um, overall, maybe a little bit worse than that for the offense in that last game. But um, you want to see your team get tested, and you want to kind of find out what you are. And that's kind of the blessing and the curse of non-conference play is that no one – I mean, the curse of it is no one plays anyone anymore. And, you know, Michigan's case, the way that this schedule is shaping up now, I mean, I don't know if they're going to play a team that makes a bowl game until they go to Penn State. So, really, it's just a matter of of how it looks. Um, You know, you want to win the game first. But, you know, also you want to be dominant and you want to you know, show that you have that next gear because, um, you know, champions find a way to just put teams away and, and, and hit the accelerator. And, um, you know, you don't want to develop a habit of just kind of coasting through. And, yeah, we should win this game anyways. And, you know, so we'll just kind of ease off and make sure our guys are healthy. Um, you know, it, it's time for this team to show – I won't say a little more fire, but I want to see more of that killer instinct, more of that that trait that we've seen from them the last couple of years. And I think that having Harbaugh back, uh, there's already, I can tell you with confidence, there's a lot more juice in that building this week 
I think guys are ready to go. I think that you get a couple of, of guys who have kind of been banged up. You get them back for conference play. So it's, it's go time now. This is when we need to start seeing, you know, the, the bones of what this football team is going to be. Because honestly, there's, there's not a whole lot to glean from that first month of the season. A common theme, though, Anthony, uh, last year, same thing. I mean, uh, really, with Harbaugh, outside of when J.J. was coming in as a backup, everybody's complained that they're not burying teams. And I think a lot of that comes down to plain and simple sports gambling in the state of Michigan. And the Michigan fans are betting with their heart, and they're up set games aren't 58 to 10. But with the new clock set up, uh, similar to the NFL and college football, uh, smart teams. Uh, Bowling Green did it. Um, Shiano's done it with Rutgers. They're going to milk the play clock. They're going to stay in games. They're going to get other teams nervous when they do, they know they don't match up uh, man-to-man with talent. I mean, that's just a reality here. But I'm stepping back and saying, okay, it begins with a Big Ten game against Rutgers. Let's see what they got. What's Harbaugh bringing to the table? If they struggle, then there'll be a different conversation next week. Yeah, and, and to be honest, they could still struggle. We've seen it in week four of the last two years. Rutgers came in two years ago and really took Michigan a forced fumble late to put them away in that game. Uh, Maryland came in after non-conference last year and, and – didn't quite take Michigan down to the wire, but that was a one-score game when it was all said and done. So you might see that. And there might be some, you know, as, as kind of – there's always those non-conference overreactions. But if Michigan, you know, looks flat to start this game Saturday, people are going to start wondering what the heck is going on with them. And like I said, for them, I think really it's those two road games coming up against teams, quite frankly, that they, they should dominate and – and do it pretty thoroughly against Nebraska, against Minnesota, but you still got to do it on the road. You still have to do it when, when you know, you're going to be thrown off schedule, you're going to be thrown off by the crowd, things like that. So um, just win Saturday, first and foremost, win and stay healthy, uh, but it's still a conference game. And Rutgers is 3-0. and I know they, you know, they carry the stink of what their history has been like, but um, they're playing some pretty good football right now. And it hasn't really been fluky either. They've been – fairly dominant they can run the ball um and again some people will take issue with the the insinuation that michigan might struggle but you know i think this is probably a better Rutgers team than michigan seen the last few years and quite frankly they've struggled with them for portions of the last couple of years so we'll see what happens they'll, they'll be tested um the game that they had against bowling green I kind of thought would be what, what would wound up happening against Rutgers. So, I mean, the hope is now that you come in a little more refocused, you, you come in with your humble pie, so to speak, and you start winning and attacking from there. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Rutgers compete this weekend at all. Anthony Broom, uh, you can follow Michigan football and everything, University of Michigan Athletics 24-7 uh, with Anthony Clayton Safey, uh, Chris Ballas, Doug Skeen, and the crew at TheWolverine.com. Anthony, appreciate your opinions. We'll talk Monday and look back at the Michigan Rutgers game. Sounds great. Thank you for having me. All right, Anthony Broom checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber uh, is a craft coffee uh, roasted uh, in Grand Rapids, uh, beans come in from Central America, uh, available uh, at your local retailer. You can order up uh, coffee for your home or business at RoastUmber.com. And the Nitro Cold Brew in a Can is the ultimate wake-up drink any time of the day. No sugar or additives. Look for the Nitro Cold Brew in a Can at your local store or online at RoastUmber.com. That is RoastUmber.com. Uh, 
We're live here with our affiliate WHTC in Holland on the campus of Hope College. Great conversations uh, today with Peter Sturzma. Also had a chance uh, to talk with senior setter Olivia Feebing out of Traverse City uh, for Hope College Volleyball, ranked number two in this week's American Volleyball Coaches Association NCAA D3 rankings, 8-0 to start the season. Undefeated three tournaments are at home tonight. Their home opener, 7 p.m. in Holland at DeVos Fieldhouse. Tickets can be purchased at the door beginning at 6 p.m. tonight. And then Peter Sturzma and Hope College football, 2-1 and one after defeating nationally ranked Mount St. Joseph of Ohio, 40-35 last Saturday. They'll be at Ray and Sue Smith Stadium Saturday at noon taking on University of Northwestern Minnesota in Holland this Saturday at noon, and those tickets can be purchased at the gate. What time the gate's open? 11 a.m. Alan Babbitt tells me, Brad Bocamp, who's the head of IT. We call him Brad Knows Everything. Thank you for your help. So 11 a.m., gates will open up. Hope College, Peter Sturzma. And the Flying Dutch taking on University of Northwestern Minnesota. Noon kickoff on Saturday here in Holland. And if you're into volleyball, check out the second-ranked program in D3 Volleyball. Uh, the Hope Women tonight at DeVos Fieldhouse, 7 p.m. Those gates could open up here at the top of the hour. Now, if you've missed any of our conversations this week, Lions, Michigan State story, uh, Hope College, and more, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule when you want to. Free podcast, simple and easy. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. In the den. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. The Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. One of the many things the Tigers needed this year was improved power. After having a league low 110 homers last season, Detroit has over 150 this season, and it's spurred by players like Spencer Torkelson, Kerry Carpenter, and Jake Rogers. Torkelson will undoubtedly hit 30 this season, most by a Tiger in his 23-year-old season since 1987. Carpenter has over 20 in his first full season, and Rogers is already just the seventh catcher in Tigers history to belt 20 or more in a campaign. More pop will be needed next year by this trio and others, including the young up-and-comers from the minors. But this is an encouraging building block for 2024 and beyond. Huge here for my good friend Matt Golden. Now, he's the CEO and GM at the Tullymore Golf Resort. They're in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. And fall golf is here, and they have some huge deals you can take advantage of on stay-and-play packages, tee times, and more. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. Also, if you want to book a Christmas party for the holidays, you want to squeeze in a business meeting, 
eating with some golf and great food and beverages, Matt Golden and his team can take care of you right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're also booking big groups who want stay and play packages, or maybe you just want to look ahead to the perfect weekend in 2024. Remember, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Book your stay and play package or get more info now at TullymoreGolf.com. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle. Anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass at IU Superfly Hayes My producer uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Our road show is with our affiliate WHTC in Holland. We're on the campus of Hope College inside the beautiful Jim Hearing Athletic Center, which houses everything uh, Hope College football. I'm looking at Ray Smith Stadium. Be strong, be true on the press box. Hope 2-1 and one this season. A very tough three-game uh, start. Uh, they do kick off MIAA play September 30th at Adrian for our listeners on 96.5 The Cave in Adrian. Dylan Clem is a senior right guard from Stevensville, Michigan, Lakeshore High School in the southwestern corner of the state. He's a civil engineering major here at Hope, two-time all MIAA selection, second team as a junior and as a sophomore. Hope ranks 26 right now in NCAA Division Three and leads uh, the Michigan Intercollegiate Athletic Association at 222.3 rushing yards per game. I know that makes Coach Terzma happy, and a big part of that uh, top rushing attack is Dylan Clem, a senior uh, out of Stevensville Lakeshore. How you doing, my man? Good, 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 good. All right, uh, the experience uh, here at Hope before we get to football. Uh, from the day you uh, came up the Lakeshore uh, from, you know, the Benton Harbor, uh, Stevensville area uh, to where you are today here in Holland. What's it been like you off the or what's it been like for you off the field? Yeah, I mean, um, coming to my visits right away, like hope was a place I wanted to be. Um, like you, you, you go all around campus, uh, you, you go into chapel, you go to classes and like everybody just wants to compete. Everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to, you know, get the A's in their classes and do those things. And that's never changed since I've been here. Since the first day I walked here um, and been around campus and hanging out with people, like everybody just wants to win and wants to compete. And that's just, that's, it shows in our sports. Um, yeah. You know, the one thing in talking to Terrell uh, Harris uh, before our interview, and we'll talk to Terrell coming up uh, after you, that 
everybody seems really at peace here. Doesn't seem to be a lot of stress with the players. Yeah, two and one start coming off a Saturday, big win uh, is important, but it's really more than football. Uh, the Hope College experience uh, yeah. seems to step up before the games. Yeah. And, I, and I find that uh, a little old school, uh, a flashback, but in a good way. Yeah, I mean, I was just talking to Sturgeon legit two minutes ago about this. Like, we have uh, 25, 30 guys all sit in the same spot at chapel each day. And that's just a place we get to go to. We get to hang out, talk, relax. And then, like, some of us will go to the klutz later and get lunch. And... Yes, we're out here at practice today. We're out here, but like we we get to do this together. We get to do this as a team, and like that that's that's what makes it fun. That's what makes practice fun. When like those grueling days, and you get to, you get to do everything together, whether it's on the football field or off the football field, we're at class. Like that's where like football gets really fun. You know, there's a a journey here that I have seen from a distance at Hope College with all their athletes in all the sports. That it becomes a personal growth journey from leaving a high school spiritually academically socially and great coaching that makes you better in your sport of choice and i'm talking on the men's and women's side and i've seen this i feel it when i walk through the doors every time i'm out here at hope would you agree yeah yep i mean i i came in as a freshman um we didn't play our season my freshman year but like the day i got here i i had seniors on the team pulling me in pulling me in saying like hey this is how we do things this is how you're going to do things you're not going to walk through the grass you're not going to cut corners in this program and like now that i'm a senior now like i'm passing that on to our freshmen like jack story was a transfer from grand valley he walks in day one his eyes are as big as can be and all, all of our seniors just kind of huddle around him, pull him in, and, like, that's how you build a program, by bringing in your younger guys and saying, like, hey, we know you're going to play. This is how we do it. And that starts with Sturzma yeah. and you know, Coach Sturz, uh Peter Sturzma, the head coach at Hope College and his assistants uh, with the people here uh, at Hope uh, Culture. Uh, a lot of people say culture is overrated. I'll debate you every day of the week that teams <laughs> with culture at any level uh, high school, college, or pro are winners. Yep. Not just based on the scoreboard, but that culture where people want to show up, whether it's NFL, go to work, a, a Power 5 school, D2 school, an FCS school, or a D3 school uh, like Hope, the culture wins. It really does. Yeah. Because there's no, you don't feel the same pressure. You want to win. You guys would love to win every game you played, right? Mm-hmm. But you feel you feel fulfilled in what you're doing in so many different areas that you can kind of relax and get after it uh, in football. Yeah, I mean, last week we had a speech from our defensive coordinator before the game, and he just said, you're feeling anxiety because you want to be great in like in what we're doing, right? But if we can fill each other up with like the things that we do as a team, then there is no anxiety there when you're relying on your person to your left and right. And that, like, that just that spoke to me and it spoke to our team. And it and it probably was in their heads when uh, you're looking at the end of the game and Mount St. Joseph <laughs> is driving. Oh. And you're thinking you're going to, after a really strong first half, that yeah. no, you know, you've had a lot of games like that when I talk from the football side where you just haven't closed it out. And that's what I can kind of feel now. I could see Coach Sturzma walking with a different walk. I can feel it with uh, Terrell and you when you walked in. So uh, Dylan Clem, he really... It is a snapshot of what it's like to be a Hope College 
student athlete out of Stevensville, Michigan. I know his family and friends and former teammates there are very proud out of Lakeshore High School, civil engineering major, two-time All-MIAA selection, second team as a junior, as a sophomore. And like I said, uh, Hope College, 26 in the NCAA D3 rushing rankings, a lead MIAA play after three games at 222.3 a game. Dylan, appreciate the conversation. My best to you on and off the field. Thank you. Joining us here on the huge show across Michigan, uh, Terrell Harris. He's a fifth-year receiver and punt returner uh, for Hope. He's out of Whitehall, Michigan, just north of Muskegon. He's an education uh, major. Uh, he broke a 64-year-old Hope record with a 90-yard punt return for a touchdown against Loris. Was named the D3Football.com Team of the Week or on the Team of the Week on September 12th, named MIAA Special Teams Athlete of the Week on September 11th, two-time All-MIAA Selection for Hope, first team in 2021, second team in 2022, and 2023 is a new season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hope is 2-1 and one right now, uh, hung on. Uh, for a great win last week against Mount St. Joseph of Ohio. Uh, lost their opener to nationally ranked Aurora University. And Terrell Harris uh, joins us, fifth-year guy. You're not like the guy I saw from Miami that's applying for his ninth year. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> you're doing, no. You're, you're, Stir's trying to get me come back for six. Is he really? Like, oh, no. <laughs> I still got that COVID year because I came in injured. Oh, the so COVID ACL, year, right? And then I still have the COVID year, so I still have another year after this year if I want to take it. I think Ferris has a guy uh, – one of the guys on eight or seven or eight. I can't. Uh, do it. How about That's that dude? Though I saw the story today, uh, applying for a ninth year. You literally—that's insane. You could have like three kids That's and be insane. married. You, you could have a nine-year-old. All right, if you had a, a baby out of high school with a, That's you know, your girlfriend or wife, or you got married young, you could be going to watch your kid play youth football. <laughs> I mean, my nine years—that's that, phenomenal. What's it been like your five years here at Hope? Oh, it's been amazing, man. I've met so many people. I've learned so many things on this football team. I've grown so much as a person just being a part of this program. So I'm just grateful for that, to be honest with you. But, yeah, honestly, just learned so many things from this team. And just this culture has shaped me as a man, I think in these last five years and that's just probably the most important thing for me you know, leaving here you didn't so. mention you know I, I mentioned some of your football accolades <laughs> but you really talked about how the yeah. hope college slash football experience has mm-hmm. made you a better person yeah, for uh, sure. turned you into a man mm-hmm. right prepared you for life yeah for sure but what's what's the number one thing that when you came in here from white hall and had a mm-hmm. great high school career uh, over the five years, the one thing, whether it stirs, whether it's something connected to the educational process here at Hope, uh, what really gave you the foundation you think you'll carry with you the rest of your life? Probably just the overall team culture that I've learned here and just like being around these guys and everything I've learned from them. I've learned so many things from like guys here at Hope College. Like you never realize how like smart the people at this school are until you really sit down and have a conversation with some of these people. So like I just feel like some of those conversations that I've had with some important people from this team, like Ian Ramper said, I could sit down and have a conversation with that dude any day of the week. But like yeah, that's probably the thing I'll take most like take away from here most is probably conversations with people. Not even just football wise, but just 
life. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That really is cool. Uh, Terrell Harris, fifth-year senior, wide receiver, punt returner. They call him House Harris uh, for Hope College. Peter Sturz, when the coach said, you're talking to House. And I said, you mean a big guy? He goes, no, House Harris, one Houseman? of the great. Uh, no, House, not Houseman uh, Field. Not, not, not Houseman Field. No, I he, meant like the person Houseman. No, the no I'm talking about the house. Yeah. Take, there's take it to the house, and he's big as a house, right? Yeah. Man, yeah, you learning a lot from our conversation? I am not. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah, we're, I'm learning things right day, now. Learning something every day. <laughs> Sit down with the people from Hope and the Huge Show. Anything with an H. Yeah, uh, White Hall, let's do it. Uh, so this team this year, uh, you kind of feel uh, the one thing I've always noticed about Peter Sturzma mm-hmm. going back to his days at East Grand Rapids, being around some of those teams, mm-hmm. that you can feel the culture the minute yeah. you walk through it. For sure. 100%. Right? Yeah. And what's it, what, what defines that culture? Uh, just, man, hard. Taking it one day at a time. I remember, like, last year, I feel like we were getting too ahead of ourselves. Like, we kind of won the conference championship before that, so we kind of expected it. And, like, we just had to, like, get back to our true selves and take it one day at a time. Like, work hard. Like, t- we say this thing, but stacking each play. Like, every day, stack a play and just get better. So, like, part of our culture is just getting better daily, 1% better. So, that's what we do. We work hard in the weight room, classroom. You know, outside the classroom, walking around campus, I mean, you know a Hope College football player when you see one, to be honest with you. Yeah, be true. That's what Peter uses, right? Yeah. Kind of, and it's not just, you know, be true to yourself on the field, but off the field. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) yeah, honestly, there's just so much to being in this program. There's just so much to say, honestly. Like, I've learned so many new things, man. Like, coming out of high school, I feel like you're just so, like, you know, you know you're the best, like. It's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, like, I feel like you, you don't quite know what you're playing for yet coming out of high school, but coming to a program like this, you like, you just learn what you're playing for. Like you find your why. And here I feel like I've found my why. why That's I'm awesome. Football. Find your why. So I hope too bad they didn't have a why in the school. Name. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something for Kentucky for like, yeah. you know, uh, or honestly, Wyoming, right? Yeah. You know, find your why. Yeah. Hey, you need no, to get honestly, in the market, man. Yeah, I should. All right. So before I let you go, what are you going to do uh, when you're done playing, whether you, you get mm-hmm. that six year that you mentioned, Sturzman yeah. might be talking about you are a fifth year senior your education major so yeah, sure. is that down the path of being a teacher and coach uh yeah 100 percent. i mean i can't i can't leave the game even if i don't come back for a sixth year which i i'm not i'm not sure about at all the one thing i want to do is stay around the sport no matter if it's coaching or you know helping out somewhere i'd love to still be in the sport um I mean, I've just grown to have a lot of knowledge about the sport, and I, I just love it. I don't think I could stay away from it, even if I tried, to be honest with you. So, All right, man. Well, Terrell Harris, uh, I love your energy, man. I can feel I can feel the culture. Uh, man, yeah, he found his why at Hope. Can we change it to Hopi College? <laughs> With the I, mean, I like that, man. Well, 2-1. and one, uh, The win last week was big for the team with Mount mm-hmm. St. Joseph and holding on there when they were driving yep. uh, down at the 10 uh, late in the game. Uh, so, and then you beat Loris College where you had the 90 yard punt return, thus the name uh, House Harris. Yep, uh, there I you guess go. So. Yeah, well, good luck uh, in school, on the field, Appreciate rest you. of the year, man. Appreciate and it. So, so good to talk Appreciate with you, man. You, yeah, man. Terrell Harris uh, joining us here on the Huge Show is her live from the Jim Herring Athletic Center uh, in the end zone on the campus of Hope College. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Go bowling for bucks to win premium play prizes that are right up your alley. 
Drawings are every Friday in September from 7 to 11 p.m. And one lucky winner every hour strikes up to $3,000 premium play. Roll the ball and hit your lucky strike with Bowling for Bucks. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Join Van Andel Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. You can participate in a day of fun and exercise all while supporting breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Huge here for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now we're back with another week of football, and DraftKings is keeping us in on all the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away with an instant winner. Just use that code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Also, DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code HUGE. New customers then can bet $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and that's also only when you use code HUGE when you sign up. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Time for another True and Blues segment on the HUGE show. Each and every week we get together with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police and we talk about the incredible stories behind the brave men and women who serve and protect all across this state on a daily basis. And today, Steve Lautner, a police officer with the city of Saginaw, uh, joins us on True and Blue. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. All right, Steve, so how long have you been in law enforcement, and, and what was the moment where you felt a calling to serve and protect? Oh, thanks for the question. Thanks for the question. Um, I've been in law enforcement about 18 years. I started my law enforcement career in Marlette, Michigan, and uh, the last 15 of it have been with the city of Saginaw. And um, I get asked that question all the time, so I'm glad you asked it. Um, everybody asks, what made you decide to be the police? And to be honest, I never really decided. My father was a police officer, and it was just kind of something I was going to do. And boy, I'm glad I did. 
Uh, biggest reward, and I'm not talking money, financial, uh, even uh, any medal you got, but just on a daily basis for you, Steve, what is the reward in terms of being a police officer in the state of Michigan? Uh, truly help helping people out um, when they're appreciative of your services and you definitely can tell you change their lives and help them out. You can't put a price on that, and that's uh, that's the biggest reward for me. Steve Laudner is a police officer with the city of Saginaw joining us on another edition of True and Blue presented each week by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Uh, you have an idea for education uh, for civilians on how to interact with police. It's a great idea. Uh, what's the perfect plan for maybe the city of Saginaw or any police department across Michigan to do it to help people understand how to interact with their local police officers? Certainly, I think there's uh, some police academies, but I really think it starts in the home, and that's with education of um, what the police are and what our objectives are, um, and staying current with the changes in law enforcement. Um, I don't know if that completely answers the question for you, but... So off that question, Steve, uh, you also think law enforcement officers should be better trained on how to interact with citizens they serve. What's your idea for that to be implemented? Sure. It's a, I would say adjusting to different cultures of the community you serve um, and just trying to provide the best services. Um, I think staying current with the climate of your community as well as police department is uh, ever-changing and evolving um, and we need to establish trust through different programs whether it's community policing or just getting out and spending time with the community so that they know what we do and um, we know how they are and what they do. Steve Laudner, he is with uh, the city of Saginaw, police officer, uh, putting his life on the line every day, serving and protecting uh, the streets of Saginaw. Joining us on another edition of True and Blue that happens on the HUGE show statewide each and every week with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Do you have a favorite story uh, that, you know, you think about every once in a while that will bring a smile to your face where you were able to help uh, somebody in Saginaw during uh, your law enforcement career where you went home and you felt really good about what you did that day. Yeah, I have multiple, but one that pops up into my head actually is um, I was on regular patrol and saw some kids playing basketball in the street, and uh, I stopped and played basketball with them. And believe it or not, every year I go back there. They're kind of grown up now, but their basketball hoop's still out there, and you know, they know me on a first-name basis. I know them. And uh, just taking time for five minutes to interact with your community, just playing basketball. I sort of invited myself the first time, and whenever I drive through there and they're out there, I stop and say hello or um, just spend a little bit of time with them and conversate. Steve Laudner, uh, the man wakes up every morning when he's going to work, uh, serving and protecting the people of Saginaw. They're lucky to have uh, men and women like Steve in that police department. Steve, I thank you for your time. I thank you for your service. And we appreciate you uh, joining us here on the HUGE show across Michigan. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, back at you, Steve Laudner, checking in on True and Blue, which is presented each week by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. If you're looking for a career in law enforcement, when we began our conversations to start the year, over 4,000 openings 
uh, were there in Michigan. And now that number has gone down, but law enforcement agencies are still looking uh, for support personnel, officers, and more. All you have to do is go to your uh, local police department, fill out an application, check the local websites for your county and also state of Michigan websites if you're interested in a career with the Michigan State Police. Big. Bad. Huge.